0: Congratulations Follow. to
1: the Washington Spirit.
0: Or we're not going to sing with you, Adam, like an awkward in, silence.
1: We're not going we, to sing didn't, with you. We didn't have a, a cue
0: as to what was going on. I stopped, and you guys just watched me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, we just, which is kind of what the Red Stars defense doing. did on the, the game-winning goal. They just stood and watched. Trinity Rodman beat them. It was pretty wonderful.
2: I was, uh... Pretty wild uh, that after a decades worth of crises, the uh, the spirit ended up winning the championship anyway. And then, uh, judging from Instagram, partying like champions in Louisville as well. I saw, um, I think it was Sam Staub and Cameron Bagolski, especially, seemed to be at the uh, in the thick of it, doing doing a great job, in my opinion, of partying effectively. Lots of uh, lots of singing, lots of like holding the trophy over your head. As you do, if you win a trophy, yeah. you go to a place where there are drinks, and then someone on the team holds it over their head while the rest of you sing or dance or whatever it is. Um, and uh, that's how you
1: do it. And they, I did, they partied like champions as well. I did appreciate uh, uh, Aubrey Bloodsoe using the only uh, trophy that appeared to be able to hold uh, liquid using it to drink Budweiser out of it in the locker room.
0: Which I would not have even expected that the I, I assume goalkeeper of the year trophy, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it looked like a plaque to me, but the goalkeeper gloves on the plaque were hollow.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. so here's some here's some some mild uh, NWSL insight news that I can report. Uh, both the glove and the shoe uh, that Ashley Hatch got as the Golden Boot winner are apparently. Uh, Nike items that have been bronze. They're not... Oh. You know, the, players, the players don't have to sacrifice a shoe or a glove. Uh, Nike is the league sponsor, but they literally do bronze an actual shoe. And I guess huh. to not waste all that... Because like if you bronzed a glove and left all that bronze in the glove compartment where your hand would go, that makes it quite a bit more expensive and heavy. Um, yeah. So I, I assume that there's a... I don't know much about bronzing um i'll i'm sorry to our listeners to disappoint you that i'm not a bronzing expert but uh i think you get the get the bronze out of the middle somehow so you just have a bronzed glove but yeah there's a hollow uh glove that not only was bledsoe drinking out of but it seemed like everyone was obliged to have a have a have their round uh sipping from the glove uh except for trinity rodman who if you
1: right. if, apple if juice. A, got apple if juice a,
2: or Budweiser Zero. Uh, there's definitely a moment in one of the Instagram stories where they're they're spraying uh, Budweiser out of the mega Bud bottles that only exist, I guess, if you win sports championships. Uh, and Rodman turns to the camera and is like making a big show of pointing to <laughs> the Bud Zero can that she has. Yeah. Um, and I also literally spoke to Ben Olsen about this at training uh, before they headed off to Louisville and he said that when they celebrated getting into the playoffs, they made sure that they had sparkling apple cider for the uh, the non-drinkers and underaged in there so that everyone could have something in their glass. So um, nice. Trinity Rodman, uh, following the law as far as alcohol consumption goes. So uh, everyone had a good time, and she had not- a non-alcoholic good time.
1: She is not following the law uh, when we consider just like the law like the physics of soccer and like what should be like allowed physically from a soccer player
0: she was she there was that five minute stretch where she was just completely unplayable in the the second half that got that's the what got the spirit going it was it was awesome i was i i love aubrey bledsoe as much as the next guy uh or, or gal or or other but uh I, I was shocked that Trindy Rodman didn't well, get the MVP award for this game. It's the
2: Budweiser MVP. So if you want to know why, why. she might not have gotten there the Budweiser MVP. Yes. Yep. Um, not like Aubrey Bledsoe's fantastic and made some crucial saves. Uh, Especially that one in Parker, extra time. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, a, a actual game saving save. Uh, but yeah, um, they, they seem to have an awesome time. And then because of the vagaries of our old enemy international soccer, uh, players were boarding planes hours later, uh, whether it was the U.S. players off to Australia. Uh, I think Mariana Speckmeyer has a, Ven- a game for Venezuela in Brazil. In We are recording on uh, uh, the 22nd. Their game is the 25th. Um, I know Sayori Takarada is flying to Japan for international camp uh, already. So, yeah, the, the players didn't get long to recover. Uh, so... I guess they're also having to fight fight through a hangover like a champion as well. Yeah. Does Sweden have a game? Uh, I don't actually know the answer to that question, and I should. um, And maybe I'll have to look it up for Freedom Kicks tomorrow. But um, yeah, it could be that uh, multiple players are flying over the ocean within 48 hours of having celebrated a championship. Uh, International soccer maybe needs to stop for a while uh, or...
0: Perhaps I would take the maybe years. off of that, but <laughs>
2: yes, I, there, I'm asking for a several year stoppage, is what I'm asking for.
1: Yes, there's apparently
2: it's a nice a, long uh,
0: hiatus.
1: There, there's a Sweden women's team, uh, UEFA qualifier, okay. uh, on, thir- on Thursday. Okay, so then, yeah, um,
2: I assume she was Julia called up again. Yeah. I haven't seen, um, it's weird the only roster I've seen out there is Venezuela's and the U.S., but um. I guess I'm going to have to look for that because we need to put that on the website.
0: Something else you can get on the website right mm. now, Jason, is yes. some nice merch to celebrate this championship.
2: Yes. The, the good folks at breaking Tea, uh in incredibly rapid fashion, uh, faster than I had anticipated um, already designed multiple t-shirts commemorating the spirits victory. You can literally get a shirt that says champs on it and has spirit players. So that's a thing that's hard to come by. If you've tried to buy NWSL merch, it's hard to find uh, any. And then when you do find something, it's often six months. Ask uh, ask our friend uh, Douglas reyes Cerrone how long it takes to get uh, a national team jersey with Andy Sullivan's name on it, and he'll tell you it's like six months. Um, so this is a situation where you don't have to wait six months. You can order uh, via Black and Red United. You can go – there's a link in an article on our site that has photos of those shirts – and if you order that there, you get, like, we get some money and the National or the NWSL Players Association gets money as well. They're not, it's not their images, but I get the money. It's their images and they get the money. Um, so do that. Uh, get get some shirts. They're good.
0: They're good shirts, Brent. <laughs> hey, hey, welcome in. Uh, this is Filibuster, the Black and Red United and Bronzing Experts podcast. I'm Adam Taylor, joined as always by my fellow bronzing experts Jason Anderson and Ben Bromley we are all from blackandredunited.com where you can read all about DC United the Washington Adam. Spirit uh, not, not bronzing but you can also get no, Adam, much about the Washington Spirit there.
1: We're from we're from bronzeandredunited.com.
0: Bronze and trophy united together.com. <laughs> yeah, um this podcast despite that introduction is generally about DC United first and foremost if you want more spirit uh in your ears, you can go to Jason's other podcast, which is Plex Weather. Uh, and I do strongly recommend you you do that. Uh we're back on this podcast after a week off. Um after the regular season, uh day jobs in real life and lots of the spirit winning kinda took over our our lives and we didn't get a podcast out last week. But we're back this week. And uh, we got DC United News, actual off-season news to talk about, and we're going to start our annual walk through the roster and ask the age-old question, cake or death? Go to mm-hmm. Fox. And decide yeah. ben it And decide whether... <laughs> I, I don't the know what you guys are talking issue, about. pronunciation issue, I but... think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Think it's... <laughs> it,
1: it, it must be an Indiana thing. <laughs>
0: uh, I. We'll always get knocked off track and I Welcome. just don't have a defense for this. Welcome
2: back to the filibuster. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh we're gonna ask whether we want players to return next year and what the players we who do return what we want from them. Before we do anything though, Ben, what are you drinking?
1: It's unfortunate, unfortunately, what I'm drinking.
0: Um It's not fortunately
2: unfortunate. It-
1: can I guess no. based
2: only on that description what you're drinking? Of course. Okay. Uh, my guess is diet Mountain Dew,
1: and gin. <laughs> I mean, that is my brand. So, <laughs> no. Um, we on on a on a lark bought some um, stevia sweetened ginger beer. Okay, and it's bad, mm. but. As as everyone who listens to this podcast knows, I can't like waste things. And so I mixed it with bourbon. And it's like I'm trying to go for like a, a like a root beer or a ginger beer and bourbon, which is usually good. Sure. But this is still bad. There's no saving it. No. no ginger beer is bad. The, You're screwed. The, the the stevia, don't get the stevia ginger beer.
0: Uh I went a little safer. Um, so I don't know if you guys know this, but it's November and that means Christmas beers are out and it it started getting cold and, uh, we, we need some light in our lives. So I got, uh, some Christmas beer at the grocery store this weekend. I'm drinking Southern tears Two Xmas spice, double ale, uh, which has some nice herbs and, you know, orange peel and nice ginger root and all that in it. It's a tasty little 8% ABV
2: beer nice awesome it's jason what do you drink it is a little too cold for other types of beer that that orange peel any beer where an orange peel is going to work is the beer for current the current weather we're getting which is colder than it i feel like it should be i don't know if that's actually true like mathematically i just feel like right now i don't want that i want it to be like 10 degrees warmer than it has been
0: it's Um, the wind yeah me me too like i i know i know it's the classic it's not the heat it's the humidity but like it's it's the 30 mile an hour wind that that's bothering me tonight
2: (laughs) i went to um to to further my battle my personal battle with the wind um last week i went to maryland's uh men's soccer ncaa tournament game in college park uh in which it was a rainy and chilly but very windy night and i was underdressed uh i had you know rain gear but I didn't have enough on to deal with just being having the wind blow at me for 90 minutes, it turns out. So it was very cold. And then with about 75 seconds left, uh, one of LIU's forwards hit a like 35 yard shot from virtually on the touchline that the wind didn't knock off course and ended up sailing directly into the net, uh, knocking Maryland out. So not only was oh. I cold and miserable, but I was also like, wind, why couldn't you blow one time? You blew for the entire game, and you couldn't help with this one shot. But anyway, uh, to answer the question and not tell a story that I was not asked about, uh, <laughs> I am drinking a traditional paloma. Uh, I've got Cazadores and some uh, grapefruit soda and some lime juice, but not top shelf lime juice. This is from the bottle, not from limes. Oh,
0: so uh, you're you're really drinking for the the weather you want, not the weather you have. Yes,
2: yes, which... exactly. Um, I it would have been. It would have been excellent if I had been able to say that I was drinking Diet Mountain Dew and gin, but I don't have Diet (laughs) Mountain Dew and I'm not going to drink that drink. That sounds gross. Don't do that to yourself, folks.
0: Anyway, uh, the off season for DC United has begun, even as the MLS Cup playoffs are underway for other teams, whatever. I'm not mad. You're mad. Um, But, the black and red have made their first signing of this winter landing. Uh, Gauso Samake. I'm probably not pronouncing I think that it's right. Samake. But... Samake, Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, full transfer from ASEC Mimosas, which solid drink choice there. Um, just... They're a team in Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, he's a left wing back who spent last year on loan with Loudoun United um, it appears that DC United now has their backup for Kevin Paredes.
2: Yeah. Uh, and kind of establishing the Loudon as a proving ground uh, aspect of the whole thing, which we've seen players come through as homegrowns um, or, or you know, in Jeremy Garay's case, start to come through and get that homegrown deal and finish one more season of uh, of improvement. I, I think Garay, by the way, finished as like, I want to say the second most pass attempts in the entire USL championship this past year, Um, given, you know, this is just kind of the idea though is that Loudon has caught some heat for not winning many games. Uh, But, you know, Kevin Paredes and Griffin Yao spent time down there. Moses Nyman spent time down there for like a good deal of time and have come in and proven to be MLS caliber players. They've been able to contribute. Um, But Samake is a little different because he's not a homegrown. He is a player that DC United, the the organization writ large spotted abroad scouted out and said you know let's if he comes to loudon we give him a try we we see how he does within what we want to do how he adapts to the u.s and it's a lower stakes environment because ultimately if he's not you know winning winning mls games for dc united it's not the end of the world it's not a rafael gladiador situation uh you, right. you have a lower pressure environment and he's done quite well. Uh, I was looking through American soccer analysis data and he was, they have him as the seventh best uh, fullback or wingback in the entire USL championship in terms of goals added. Uh, he had 38 successful dribbles in 14 appearances this year, which is a lot. So if you want to know of what does a left wing back in a Hernan Lozada team need to do, sounds kind of like it's a Samake. It sounds like he's kind of the kind of guy they want.
1: Well, and this is exactly what we, this is one of the two things we should hope from Loudoun United. One is to, uh, of course, develop DC United's homegrown players and academy players and college players. But another is to take some people from uh, abroad who are young and unproven and, hopefully develop them as well. And that's what happened this season for him and with Loudon. And now it's right. Re- now he's ready to take a step up and come to these United.
0: He's not quite as young as a lot of the homegrowns who have come through Loudon. And I think he's 24, well, yeah. sure. uh, but I mean, but it still shows the proof of concept, right? That you can bring in somebody, see how they do. And especially as you implement the system um, and Loudon, they had, their record was was terrible, like four wins and twenty five losses and some something draws like that, yeah. on the year, something like that. It's definitely um, four wins out of
2: thirty six games. I don't know math. Okay, is, so, math is escaping me.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, we're not we're not going to worry about specific numbers uh, <laughs> tonight. But they, DC United, had so many games where they they seemed to control the expected goals and if one or two things breaks differently they do well and that seemed to be the case for Loudon just on a much bigger scale uh level they had they would get blown out but still like control they yeah. have the best the, chances of the game the games wide to finish, open. And then they were
2: watching yeah. Loudon was like uh, being on a roller coaster it was it was all, they don't play boring games um if they play a one nothing you know that when you watch it what you're going to see is not like oh there's only seven shots combined between these teams this game is terrible what you're going to see is like a game where you are completely at a loss as to how there weren't 16 goals scored um that's the way their games tend to go and you know in speaking with um Brian Kiefer who covers Loudon full time one of the things he noted today was like well I don't know how his defending will be at an MLS level um, so there is that. Um, the fact that Loudon gave up a ton of goals. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's one of those things where you say like, yeah, Samake was a, a sieve defensively, but good going forward because Loudon was also just everyone's trying so hard to go forward. Everyone's trying to play the maximum overdrive style of play to the hilt. Um, and there's not that fear of what happens if we don't win. Uh, because ultimately the purpose of Loudon, at least in my opinion, and I don't know if this is how the organization feels, but um, the job is to develop players first rather than win games first. And so far it appears they're doing that. Maybe if if that's not the plan, that is what they're doing. The players coming through have been um, not just getting time. You know, we talked about the homegrowns that have come through. Um, But these are guys that came, some of these guys, including Samake, played in the Capitol cup. Uh, and were able to play on ad hoc lineups that still managed to outplay and beat Alajolense twice. Um, That's not nothing. That's that's a a team that could come to MLS and be better than FC Cincinnati. Um, So, I mean, granted low bar, but still, um, you know, these are guys that have been in training um, with DC United. Obviously we've talked so much about the injuries, Loudon, when Loudon was able to, when players were able to join DC United's training sessions from Loudon, which is not all that common because of the differing USL, MLS COVID protocols, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as simple as just, hey, come to this training field instead of that training field today. Um, but when they needed it, these guys were able to come in and make an impact. And I think uh, Sama Ke during those opportunities, he made the right impression um i don't think this is a contract he won purely by playing at loudon it's also a contract he won by training with dc united and proving that in that group he's not falling behind he's not a liability he's up to the job um and we talked a lot about dc needing something different when kevin predis is unavailable and and or yep. we have to confront the fact that kevin predis might not be here forever um in fact most likely won't be uh given, right. given 20,
1: t- 20 to 50 million dollars that's my that's my range yes to that, sell it.
2: Ben's range is established and buyers need to give Ben that money uh to make the deal we've established that yeah. on this podcast um but once they do that once they meet Ben's price and also DC United's price um DC United's going to lead a wingback of some kind and Joseph Moore is a good player but it did seem we'll get into him in a couple of weeks but like it did seem like he's not the right wing back for this style of play. The team needed a different profile of player. And based on my observations of Loudon and looking through the data today, he seems to be more of that type of player. So from a profile yeah, perspective, it
1: makes
0: definitely. sense. I, for one, am really happy to see that a, a very clearly identified need was filled quickly and efficiently. Um, and early in the off season they there was no sitting around waiting for preseason to start before making this move happen they They got it done, and it's you know they have several more um, clear needs that need to be addressed, but they got the first one out of the way already, which is hopefully a good sign for the rest of this off season because um, this off season's not going to be long, and in fact, we already know how d c United is going to start the twenty twenty two season um, mls today announced the home openers for every club and dc united will will begin the season on buzzard point next year against expansion side brand new charlotte fc will make their first ever appearance in any competition at audi field Um, dc will follow that up with a visit to the midwest and your three time defending wooden spoon winners cincinnati fc the record-breaking FC Cincinnati, utility. excuse you. FC Cincinnati, sorry, my bad. I apologize. I got the name wrong. Uh, you you must be confused, Adam. You please. you've been using that wooden wooden
1: spoon that Cincinnati has to eat too much chili.
0: Yeah, clearly. Clearly, I, I've got that 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 pasta a sauce, chili brain uh, in my brain, apparently. Yeah. But it's a uh, you know brand new expansion team followed by a trip to Cincinnati. It's a pretty, pretty favorable way to start the season.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, it is, but like, also like we know nothing at this point. Uh, yeah, DC, true. Like DC United has a whole off season to make a lot of signings and a lot of changes. Uh, Charlotte at least is a blank slate and, and could do things. I mean, Cincinnati, I mean, they could do things, but they have a lot of, stuff to fix
0: yeah they have a new gm but he's got a lot of unmaking of the roster to do before he can start right
1: exactly really they don't have a new it. ownership they don't have a new culture uh they still have a pretty stadium so that that's good for cincinnati they do have
0: that yeah uh and yeah. and hopefully dc united will get points four five and six on the season yeah in that pretty I mean, stadium i mean yeah
2: Re- realistically you're not going you're literally not going to get a better uh opening two game schedule, then brand new expansion team playing their first MLS game ever followed by road or away game at the team that has done something no one else has done in terms of being bad in MLS before. Um, They won
0: one home game
2: this past year. I I I don't know about that. It wasn't good. Um, And I believe the U.S. Women's National Team ended up scoring more goals in one appearance there than they did in their entire run at TQL Stadium. Uh, Gorgeous stadium, I'm told. (laughs) Uh, I've heard from every single person I've talked to that went to that stadium that it is fantastic. Uh, so that's cool. If you want to go to Cincinnati, Ben, Ben, actually, you can tell us this. What's the first yeah. week of March like in Cincinnati? Is it a good time to be there? No, it's yeah? not. Okay. That's not, I mean, I kind of expected it's, that because it's the it's, first week of March.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's not it's a good time in, to exist in most places. Right, and it's in right. the
1: Midwest. It's it's It's, I mean, it could be. 60 degrees it could be like four inches of snow i mean it could go either way yeah
2: maybe we won't be talking about six points because the game might not happen um so adam i know uh you want that um that uh winter ball
0: uh i don't know if the 2022 game i don't think it's actually orange anymore but it will always be the orange ball
2: it's some sort of high visibility color, uh, that I'm sure Adidas has a trade name for when they could just say neon yellow or orange. Um, but we don't know what that ball looks like yet, but, uh, if it exists, this would be a candidate for it to appear, uh, the, a March 5th game, or for that matter, who we kidding, a February 26th game at Audi field could also require yep. the, uh, the orange ball uh making an appearance which i hope i hope it doesn't but i also hope it does because on one hand i don't want Same. to go all the way to the stadium in a snowstorm that's no good but also if i'm gonna go and it's gonna snow give me the orange ball
0: yeah i'm going to be there with my kids we have season tickets at least that's our plan is you know for the whole family to go to that game but uh yeah, I, I, I tweeted at the Capital Weather Gang asking them to make sure that we have an orange ball for that because that is my understanding of how meteorology works.
2: I thought I thought you were gonna say you tweeted at them to demand that they tell you what the weather's gonna be like uh, this no, far. No, I'm, I'm going
0: one step beyond that. Yeah, I, I go- want them. I'm giving them that that- a good long <laughs> runway to make it happen.
2: But you're, you're demanding they control the weather and also a sports gear manufacturer, um, and a league and a refereeing crew like that's a that's a conspiracy level uh thing that's we're talking like a solid 50 people will probably have to
0: sign off on this
2: uh and
0: i stand by my demand <laughs>
2: okay good luck uh, i hope you get what you want um they could also just play with I the orange don't. ball they could play with the orange anyway. ball if it doesn't snow is the thing um there's no reason it's not true. to did you guys i this is kind of an aside but um i noticed the <laughs> premier league uh yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. We're going to go off topic for just a second. The Premier League introduced... For the first time. <laughs> the, and only. <laughs> first and only.
0: Um, I like how Premier we're League... not even letting him get into the tangent. You no, know, we're not going you know, <laughs> right. we to get into the tangent.
2: Um, the Premier League's uh, winter ball this year is, like, inspired by the pop art of Roy Lichtenstein. Uh, if you've you look up the... Premier League's winter ball, it has like colors and patterns uh, derived pretty, I don't know if they, they explicitly said we are inspired by the or, the art of Roy Lichtenstein, but they have definitely stolen the design ideas from the pop art of the artist Roy Lichtenstein. Noted,
1: noted American Roy Lichtenstein, so yes. now for for the entire year that they use that ball, they should be forced to call it soccer. Mm, I'm in favor of that. I'm also just
2: in favor yeah. of them calling it soccer full time. Uh, well, Yes. <laughs> But uh, we'll start. I mean, we'll start it's small. It's also a good looking ball. It no, it looks awesome. Um, but you know, Adidas. Maybe the gauntlets thrown down. You can make your winter, uh, ball look, uh, inspired by I don't know who's an artist that should make the design for the ball. Um,
0: Jasper Johns. <laughs> no, I yeah, I wish I had something ready to pull. Jasper there, Johns, but, it is, but I don't.
1: <laughs> Banksy,
0: right. like
2: the ball just like shreds itself at, at kickoff. Mm. I don't want a high concept ball that doesn't function as a soccer ball. (laughs) Someone's going to kick it and it's going to turn into like a rose or something. And it'll be like pithy, uh, but we won't be able to have a soccer game.
0: I mean, everyone will remember it and talk about it for years, but...
2: It would be quite a sight to see the refereeing crew go through every single ball and be like, no, they all turn into a rose. Um, And just like... (laughs) you know, Jair Marufo kicking 35 soccer balls while the media watches him get progressively more frustrated that none of them stop being a Banksy soccer ball. And just one, he just wants one to function as a real soccer ball just for him, not even for the game at that point, but for himself, just for Jair, the combination
0: of snow game and that I'm, I'm here for it. (laughs) Capital weather gang. I hope you're listening.
2: That's our second choice though. I feel like our first choice is just like a game that is a normal game.
0: (laughs) I suppose. Pose. We're
2: going to want a real soccer game at that point because it's going to be the end of uh, uh, winter. That's where true. We're, we're going to be cooped up. It's going to be very boring.
0: Yeah, first kick is always good. So, yeah, yeah, an actual soccer game would be good, I guess, not just balls that turn into roses. <laughs> uh, But right now, Uh, the MLS Cup playoffs are almost through the first round. the The last couple of games will be on Tuesday of this week. Because reasons, I I don't know why, but that's that's the schedule. Uh, the important thing to know about the playoffs so far is that Metro playoff failure came right on time, uh, not a moment too <laughs> soon. Courtesy of a Jakob Glesnes thunder bastard in like the hundred and twenty third minute, uh,
1: deep Literally into the extra time.
0: Minute. Okay, yeah, deep into extra time against the Philadelphia Union in Philly, the center back stepped up and just smacked it really hard. And it it destroyed every Red Bull heart. And that is a beautiful thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, And the union to their credit uh, did an awesome job of seizing the moment and really giving us uh, every possible angle, including the like the tactical cam angle where you could see not just every player on both teams, but most of the, the, most of the entire stadium and so the ball is like one pixel big uh, when you see the ball struck um, I think I know we've we've been negative towards Alejandro Bedoya on this podcast but he tweeted about how um, one of the things he, that he, happened in, in all these scenes was that he had been substituted out he was cramping up he couldn't really move and he tried to join the union celebration running to the uh, river end uh, up, up in Chester and got about three steps in before his body seized up on him entirely um, just fell because- over he just fell over because his muscles were no longer working because playing soccer is hard. Um, and so I think that if you watch that video, you can see one member of the staff like trying to attend to him after like seeing what happened and be like, all right, I guess I'll take care of this injured, the injured team captain
0: rather than run to this other thing. Yeah. You could see the guy like you could see the gears turning. It's like, do I stay here with Ali or right. do like, I sell like, it? I Jim want Curtin to celebrate, but I, I, I think need to he's. stay here.
2: If he's running down there, I think it's okay if I do, but he is the captain and he's, like, his, his body is just seizing up into, like, a an L shape because his leg muscles have all gone solid. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, a pretty incredible, like, a, a terrible game. Otherwise, I went back. This oh, game was yes. during the Spirits Championship game, so I had to um... look it up later, but it was garbage until that goal.
1: I think I think I saw a uh, as I was watching the Spirit game. I think I saw a tweet that said uh, that what this year uh, the regular season minimum for goal uh, for passes completed in the first half had been like two hundred and eighty, and that the uh, that this game was like at two hundred and thirty, like well oh, wow. below the minimum passes completed in any other game this year in the first half. Yeah, I mean. We know we know from watching DC
2: this year that sometimes a pressing team is gonna play a game that doesn't have a lot of technical wonders in it. Uh, but these two teams went like they turned the pressing dial up to ten and turned the technical dial down to zero and then like like chipped away, like hacked away at the little plastic knob so that no one could come out and, and turn the dial back up again ever. Um, they they really went all the way, which, to be fair, is it's what saved the Red Bulls season. It's why they got into the playoffs at DC's expense that they just went, they got better at pressing and also leaned into it a little more. The union have not have rejuvenated themselves late in the season in part because they've been better at pressing. So it's not surprising that these teams would play a trash game. Um, But yeah, it was gross and ugly Um, because if a game is 100% pressing and no one trying to play soccer, it's not a lot of fun, it turns out. You you need someone no. to try some soccer. And thankfully, uh, there was literally one kick of soccer in this entire game uh, that came with Union fans bellowing for uh, Glesnes to shoot as a long-running <laughs> joke because he scored a couple of other long-range goals. Yep. Um, and Union fans, to their credit, they do get the joke. They understand uh, humor, which not every MLS fan base is capable of, but they do. And they began yelling shoot, and he obliged. And... Uh, is now, I would argue, other than you know, the Union won the Open Cup the one time, uh, or no, they got the shield, never mind. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah they're, like Union legends are the supporter shield that was actually a Captain America shield with a yep. plastic uh, sheet uh, with the supporter shield printed on it, uh, and Jakob Lesnar scoring from 30 yards when everyone is screaming shoot in the 123rd minute. That's like, those are the two, that's like the holy, uh, I was going to say Trinity, but they don't have a third one. Um, <laughs> TBD on that one yeah
0: they'll get a third one someday maybe um, but yeah the, the most beautiful thing about this though is the Metro playoff failure the Red Bulls are out and that's an important thing in this they, neck of the woods no one's better at going out of the playoffs it's true it's true uh, that does it for this segment we will be right back with Cake or Death stick around it's filibuster. Voter fox. Right. say you're at work and uh something unfortunate or untoward happens and you need some legal representation to uh to assert your rights in that situation whether a boss mistreated you you were fired unfairly uh or or, or something worse happens ben in the district of columbia and northern virginia you know who to call right
1: yeah you called the Ehrlich law office
0: because you have rights that's right. And your rights matter. And you deserve to be free from harassment. And you deserve to work. The Ehrlich Law Office handles workplace discrimination. They do civil rights. Uh, if you have a wage theft issue, they are there for you. If you have uh, a separation from your employer that you want to to get down on paper, and you're dealing with a, a non-compete clause or, or something to, to that effect. If you, uh, if you feel like your civil rights have been violated by a local government, call the Ehrlich Law Office. Uh, if you want a free consultation, tell them we sent you. Go to com slash filibuster. Welcome back to Filibuster, the Black and Red United podcast. Every off season, we try to run through the roster and say you know, just boil down our thoughts on, on each player to its absolute most How do we basic say them, level. We want to decide whether we want the player to come back next year or not. Yeah, um that's true. Originally this this conceit was started by the the founder of Black and Red United, Martin Schatzer, who called it River or Life after I think a local sports programs bit uh from when he was growing up. Um and I changed it. When I took over the site in in 2013, to a in Eddie Izzard bit, cake or death instead of River Life, it was cake or death. That made more sense to me, uh, and so that is what we call it here. No, um, no, no, I, I don't think that's who's accurate. We,
2: who's we? Who's with you, Adam?
0: <laughs> the because we is definitely posting on Reddit are with me and
2: <laughs> Jason. Me, me, and Ben, a collective we on this podcast, uh, have long insisted that the term is goat or fox Uh,
1: because obviously
2: it makes no sense sense.
1: well i mean the to be we called it goat because goat of course that's a filibuster thing and then i mean the fox part was like me trying to find something that ate a a goat and i i i incorrectly thought that foxes ate goats and and now it's just stuck well it's also it's scientific fact that
0: uh, the
2: the opposite of a goat is proven by science to be a fox well that's also true Yeah
0: qed um (laughs) anyway so if you hear cake and goat that's good for that player death and fox are bad for that player well and also
1: and also like we don't want death for any players why are you gotta be so macabre adam
0: i got i got nothing (laughs) it's literally it's literally an eddie Azard bit
1: Adam, Adam, I mean, I know our audience ship skews, uh, millennial, but does like anyone under 30 know who Eddie Izzard is? Does anyone know who if that not, bit is? Then I
0: hope they look him up after this and like become a little educated about comedy because it, it's a good bit. Uh,
2: or, or use your time to look up the science behind, behind goats and
0: foxes and their opposite status. I if and you can and find, report
2: back to us.
0: Yes. If there's science on that, I would like to know. I don't yes. know what constitutes Adam, the, Adam the maybe opposite of this. one animal.
2: Uh, ben and I would be amused by it. I think Adam needs yeah. this to help him make sense of <laughs> us <laughs> insisting that this is the name.
0: Anyway, the first name on our list this year is Jamil Assad, um, who spent most of the back half of the year. Adam,
1: Adam, Adam, can, can you run that one again?
0: What, what's his name? Osat. Okay. All right. That, that, that's how it's pronounced. I don't okay. know what to All tell right. you. Making um, sure? He had 16 appearances, eight starts, 646 minutes, scored two goals, had an assist, but spent most of the, the back half of the year in, I don't know, witness protection uh, on the missing persons list. He, just, he was not in Hernan Losada's plans. Uh, I think if the coach were here, he would state very clearly um what his plans are for Assad and they they don't include him <laughs> uh but yeah. on this podcast it's not up to Losada to decide it is up to us in our consequence free wisdom so Ben Damil Assad cake or death
1: uh fox i mean it, it's obvious that uh Losada didn't have him in his plans he's on a decent amount of money and uh i think uh, between uh, him and the front office, they'll be able to find somebody that better fits El Profes' system. Jason, yeah, yeah, that that's I'm I'm
2: I'm in the same boat. It may it makes sense. Um, it it's strange. Like I think we all expected Assad to be a perfect fit for yes. yeah, what I exactly. was talking about. Uh, but obviously Lasada got in here, saw Assad in training. He was healthy for much of the year and, and decided this isn't the guy Um, players that don't even play that position ended up getting more minutes. Drew Skundrich had never been a forward in a professional game that I know of ended up spending more time as part of a front three because of his ability to press Um, just as one example, not that he's the only one. So yeah, this is a a pretty easy Fox for me. I think Yamil Asad's a good player and, and whatever he's going to do, I think he's going to have a good season wherever he goes, but it clearly didn't work this year.
0: Yeah, I think that's it's a very obvious case. Uh it, it's death unfortunately. Uh I really like us him to succeed. I thought in Losada I think thought a huge part of the team. He talked about him like yeah. he was the first player Losada named when we interviewed him on this show. Um and and he told uh he he said that he envisioned Losada high up the field and helping kind of run the attack and obviously that's not how it played out so i think assad's probably going to be shopped around i think he's got another year on his contract here so um he might be coming back regardless of what we think
2: Give me a second i can answer that question um so that's kind of a mystery yeah it's it's most likely one more year on his contract um but it's one of those like mls things where it's kind of like it's kind of been said but not explicitly said so most likely just the one more year so um but yeah we kind of already all know that he's leaving he already posted on instagram about leaving and so on and so forth so something's gonna have to be done because that's no good for anybody that he's maybe
1: uh maybe dave casper could get get the uh uh the uh what Yapico? Yapico? I forget how to pronounce his name, but get that like 750k uh, sell to a random foreign country. Uh, uh. Oh, the, the Dennis Yapikino. Uh, yes. yes, transferred
2: to Switzer back to Switzerland when he was trade. Or no, I'm, now I think I'm confusing. Um, that wasn't
0: Yapikino. No, No that that was. You're right. Um, oh, oh, a diff- crap. It's too, well, the thing is, it's two different, different Swiss guy. That came from
2: Vancouver. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both of these players were left backs that were traded to D.C. from Vancouver in a f- similar timeline. Um, but yeah, you know, the the flip for about half a million bucks. Uh, ben, ben, you look like you found it. No, not yet. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. It's fine. Um, yeah, that that's probably the way this works Rashad, out. Rashad. Rashad. Al- Alain Rashad, yes, who played well. Yep. Give him credit for a it was like. He did. I didn't want to have to move across a continent uh on short notice. This kind of sucks. Uh I'll I'll give my all while I'm here, but like I you know, if I'm gonna have to move, I'm gonna move back to Switzerland. And yeah. DC was like, yeah, I get it's awkward. We'll get you back to Switzerland as soon as we can. Well, and, and also he they was got here
1: in half a million bucks. He was here in twenty thirteen.
2: Yeah, some of some of the great open cup photos from that include uh Yappakino lingering uh, like around the trophy because he was in uniform, uh, Rashad had already been, uh, yeah, had already yeah. made his transfer back to Switzerland. Um, because somehow in 2013, DC and I had also managed to acquire two different Vancouver white caps left backs. <laughs> it's a weird year.
0: There's been a weird pipeline of talent from Vancouver to DC over the years. Yes. They came to us. Jordy Vancouver. Well, Jordy more Reyna. player
2: trades than games, almost yeah. uh, games between teams. Uh, I hope that MLS allows DC now that we can do East and West in 2022. I hope that DC gets to play Vancouver for the first time in what feels like a decade, but it's probably only like two years. Right. Right. And what uh, I'm saying, they opened they were at the opening of Audi field
1: and I always forget it was them. <laughs> and also uh, just from my first page of Felipe. my Google results, Felipe, a yeah. uh, uh, spindle went to the white caps. Right. a uh, very weird deal. And uh, David Ostead.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right.
1: Listen, there
0: was also at the opening of Audi Field.
2: There are two phone numbers that that Dave Casper went to for a while there. And it was, if there's a need for an international roster spot, going or coming, you call Portland. And (laughs) if there's a player trade needed, you call Vancouver. Um, And somehow those things kept happening. I asked Dave Casper about the international spot with Portland thing once, and he laughed because he was like, yeah, I don't know. It's just the timing of it. Somehow it lines up that if we need one, uh, they've got one. And if if they've got one and we need one, it just pans out every time.
0: The next name on our list, because obviously that discussion was about Jamila Assad. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you will all remember that conversation. Uh, next name on our list is Frederick Briant. Um, 36-year-old French center back. Had 19 appearances, 14 starts little over 1,300 minutes for D.C. United. Um, scored a goal, but definitely looked his age for, for big stretches this year. He, uh, he was never the fastest guy in the world, and there were a few times where he got isolated, and you could tell he was not the fastest guy in the world or the fastest guy in that foot race, as the case may be. Um, I guess, Jason, we'll start with you this time. Cake or death for Fred Briant?
2: This one's a little cr- tricky because he's had ankle surgery. Um, and we don't know if maybe the surgery was to cure a long-term thing and it was slowing him down this year more than in years past. Um, how is he going to react to that at his age? It's impossible for us to say. We don't really even know exactly what the problem was because all of a sudden it went from Briant is out for this game with an ankle injury to him posting a photo of himself having surgery with thumbs up Um And that was kind of all the information. So um, I think my opinion on Briant is a little higher than the fan base as a whole, Um, as a like depth player. Like if he is in a situation like Tony Alfaro will probably be next year, assuming everyone's healthy where they're not playing all that often. We'll get to Tony Alfaro pretty soon. Um, But um, yeah, I think um, to my mind, at least, it's I'm I'm kind of on the fence a little bit, but I also, you know, is he going to accept a deal that is appropriate for a player that maybe is only going to play 10 appearances next year? Maybe not. Um, he does seem invested in the club. He watches uh, DC Academy games. Um, I think he's doing his coaching stuff, uh, trying to get his badges and whatnot. So it's like someone who's seriously trying to be to better DC United, which is very important. Um, but I do have a hard time seeing him, thriving in this system coming off of ankle surgery like this so it's kind of a reluctant fox um but you know if the ankle surgery was to address a problem and he's more um physically able next year and not grinding it out on a bad ankle then you know maybe maybe it is a viable thing but i I think right now i have to reluctantly say fox
0: i'm in the same boat um i think it it's tough because he's 36, right? Like, that's old for a soccer player. Um, I'm 37 and I feel old for a person. Uh, he's in much better shape than I am and is probably much younger uh, physically as a result, but it's old for a soccer player. It's hard to come back from ankle surgery. Uh, so I, I'm I doubtful that he's going to be able to reach a level that he needs to to play on this team. But if they can get him on a very low salary, I think they may have the roster spot for him and make him a player coach or something because he like you said, he's getting the coaching badges. He's, you know, emotionally invested in the club and the the academy setup. Um keeping him around in some form or other, I have no objection to. He seems mm. to be a wonderful presence, um and, and a good person so it would you know someone that you want to keep around i just don't know that he can do it as a player next year what say you ben
1: yeah i mean i agree with you all i say fox um i think that like i I, i'm even hesitant for him to be a player coach for uh dc united if he wants to be a coach for dc united i would be totally fine with that but maybe if you wanted to be a player coach with loudon uh, and, and, and help usher in the, the, uh, that team and mostly be a a coach and maybe get on the field a little bit. I think that would be fine. Um, I think at this point, like Steven Birnbaum is 30 now. I think he is, uh, easing into the, the role that, uh, Briant had when he first came to the team, uh, Burnbaum is the veteran leader of this back line. Uh, Alfaro is younger. Heinz eich is younger. Uh, obviously, uh, Pines is younger. Um, and even at the beginning of the season, they needed to make more signings that they didn't do. And they're going to need to make more signings this uh, offseason, no matter what happens. And so I am solidly a fox on... Fred Briant as a player
0: uh the last name we're going to discuss in some depth is Russell Knaus, uh central midfielder defensive midfielder whatever you want to call him he had 21 appearances all of them starts more than 1700 minutes one goal and it was a, a beauty in the uh the season opener against NYCFC a couple of assists to go along with it this year um I think I'm, I'm straight up cake. He's, he's coming back and he should come back. Um, what I want to talk about with him is more what he can do to kind of level up even, even further into next year. We know he can cover the ground. He was top five in the league and, um, ground covered per minute in, in the league this year. Um, but that goal scoring, he was, he was obviously targeted, um, on a few set pieces and he he made the first one count, but the other ones didn't. And he made a few runs that were kind of those late trailing runs from midfield. He just couldn't quite finish or, or he'd force a good save, but he, he couldn't get into the net. If he can get that goal scoring touch, he becomes, I think a best 11 quality player potentially in MLS. And I want that for him and for DC United, because I think that makes DC United that much harder to defend and, you know levels up the team and him his own play all at the same time and i i really really want that and i think he's got it in him too
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and and i think you know this year he played through some knocks um not um muscular injuries but like contact stuff obviously we know from that union game where half the team ended up with uh stud marks and and gouges and and busted this and that long-term injuries Um, (laughs) Yeah, that went unpunished. Thanks, refereeing. Um, He was one of those guys to deal with that. Uh, He missed, I don't know, six or seven games from that, that one tackle. Um, So, yeah, he played through a lot this year. Um, And within Losana's system, it's to a certain extent unavoidable. Uh, His role is going to involve a lot of hard collisions going in both directions. Um, Hopefully next year, not as many that have consequence uh, for him. Um, But yeah, I think a a perfect fit for the system. And to Adam's point, I think uh, a player that uh, when he was 100% in the early part of the season, we were seeing him come forward more um, as that late runner as that box to box um, presence on top of all the other stuff he had to handle. And I thought he did really well at it. So Uh, Hopefully a full off season of rest and recuperation. It looked like uh, from Instagram, he already has him and his wife already have the uh, Christmas uh, tree up. Um, So he's taking his off season seriously. I don't think, I don't think Russell does downtime. Um, I think he fills his time with a second job or um, like uh, being a real estate agent. Exactly. Uh, And so, um, yeah, I think he is going to come back uh, at full power, 100 uh next season and that's awesome uh dcna needs it this system doesn't work with a without a player like him in that position
1: yeah and i think uh uh obviously uh goat for russell canals i think that having him like i know he's not going to take a real off season but even just letting him like just not get beat up by Philadelphia union players or New York Red Bull players or something like that for uh, uh, three, four months is going to be a benefit. And uh, I think he had just enough knocks this year that it just kept him off of his uh, maximum potential. And I think uh, uh, coming into this next year, hopefully on his best health health ever will just help him level up. Like Adam said, hopefully it'll uh, uh, work into his uh, offensive uh, abilities. Hopefully it'll uh, get into his connecting abilities. Like all of those are good to very good. And I think he has the ability to, yeah, become a uh, best 11 player easily next year. And so I hope he, has the off season that allows that
0: so far it's been unanimous on these three i wonder i wonder how long that's gonna last um i think it'll go at least one more name we're we're starting a lightning round now we're gonna lightning round
1: lightning round
0: (laughs) a lightning round uh we're gonna power through these last five names for this week we'll have another set of names the week after that and and down the line for this off season uh very lightning Adam. I, the lightning is for the answers. Uh, first up, uh, Ramon Abila, Juan Chope had 12 appearances, which was more than I expected from him. Only 214 minutes. Yeah, a lot they of were those were short. like
2: seven-minute yeah, seven appearances.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, he had three goals, no assists, um, no starts on the year. Um, he, he is old. He is big. He doesn't move great, but he can score goals now and then. Uh, ben, cake or death for Juan Chope?
1: uh Fox I think uh, I think he was a okay acquisition for what the what DC United needed at the, at the time they acquired him but again k- kind of like uh Briant I think they can find someone better in this off season especially with uh, uh at the salary he's at at the salary that he's going to be at if um when uh, uh Minnesota's not yeah, when Minnesota's not paying anymore. And I think Lucy Rushton and uh uh El Profe can find somebody better.
0: I said before this segment that the lightning round was going to be one sentence answers. And Ben got every bit of mileage out of that one sentence. Because I think that <laughs> it technically was one sentence. Yeah, you used there were There were dependent clauses. clauses, and, and, clauses se- se- in there. and semicolons. I also used semicolons. There were some dashes in there, my friend. You you used the m-dash. Listen, if people read oh, this oh, site, sure. they
2: know Ben uses a, a semicolon or two. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. If you read <laughs> or, his or, articles, or they're six. in there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jason, one chope, cake or death.
2: Uh, I, I gotta go Fox. Uh, I just don't see a place on the roster for a, a good finisher that just isn't quite mobile enough. Um, and also an international on loan. There's just no way to make that work.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, death <laughs> death for him. Um, now Ben has me all self-conscious about saying death yeah. in this context. It's well, so, obviously not meant to be literal. But, but Ben and I are anyway. just handing
1: him an adorable Fox and you're handing exactly. him the end of his life the existential crisis that is death
0: you know what uh th- th- there were times when Chope was just not moving on the field and I'm sure he was contemplating some pretty metaphysical things so uh yeah he he, he doesn't have the wheels to play in this system he he did a job when he came in now and then. He we we had a couple of fun highlights out of him. Yeah, That's did all. Better than, did better um, than but, I would have expected. Yeah, I'm sure he did better than Adrian Heath expected. Yeah. Um, but I I think he's gone. I think he's already working on a landing spot back back in Argentina. Um next up, Tony Alfaro. Uh left footed center back <laughs> slash fullback. Uh twenty if I can read my own handwriting here, twenty-six appearances. Twenty-one of them from the jump, uh, just shy of nineteen hundred minutes. One goal, one assist, um, and to my mind, a few more mistakes than I'm comfortable with uh, for someone who was brought in partly because he has experience playing in a three-back or or at least playing at a high level. Um, I'm I'm torn actually, and Ben, I, I saw your face. You're you're anguished as well. I think he's depth. I don't think he's on a big salary number, Jason. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um,
2: I don't know that. So that I don't have the exact salary information in my head, but I know it's not a lot.
0: Yeah, five so digits I think in I'm that context, six. In, in that context, and expecting him to, you know, be fifth choice on the three man back line, I'm going to say, cake, and inv- invite him back next year on on those terms
1: (laughs) yeah i'm uh i just looked it up he's on 80 he was on 81k this year which is pretty low that's near the minimum and like adam said if he's uh fifth choice i'm fine with him as fifth choice he's like he's not terrible he's he's solid uh but i don't want him In a back three, I don't want him in the top three, and I don't want him fourth either.
0: I don't want him Uh, starting 25 games next year. No, I'll say that much.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: I would say uh, Goat here because left-footed center backs are hard to come by, and if he is, uh, like you guys, if he's not a full-time starter this year, I don't think that was the plan. Uh, I think it was definitely, I mean, he came in late in the preseason as a trialist, um, but I, I think at a, he's a depth player, uh, capable of doing a job, uh, kind of role. Um, I don't have a problem with it. It's, it's the fact that United had to lean on him as a starter this year. Um, in terms of like, like you said, Adam, what was it? 25 appearances,
0: 26 appearances, 26. 21 starts, 21 yeah. um, starts.
2: That, that was not the plan. And it's not often in no. MLS that a trialist ends up starting 21 games in a, a trial that started at the end of the preseason. Um, and yeah. it's not, you know, seems like a a, a very good guy um, and is definitely MLS caliber, but shouldn't be at this point, you know, unless his career has another jump in ability, shouldn't be starting 21 games. But I would keep him around. Left-footed center backs are essential in this system and hard to come by.
0: Uh, I will say... Another contribution he makes is the fashion in the locker room. He makes it a lot yes. more interesting. Yes, so Big,
2: uh, a huge, uh, huge amount of flash. One of one of the flashiest guys on the team.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get to Sorga in a few weeks, but uh, yes, it, well, obviously Sorgan the come back. There's not a lot outside of Alfaro. The,
2: the absolute pinnacle. Uh, <laughs> this is I, I swear this is a short aside. There was a game last year. Last year being 2020, where the the players had to walk to where their cars were parked. And they were parked inside the stadium rather than having to leave because there were no fans. So they just let them park on the concourse. And so while we'd be finishing up our reports and whatnot, um, players would walk from the locker room. They'd walk up the tunnel and had to walk the full length of the field to where their cars were parked. And there was a game last year where Sorga came out and head to toe in hot pink. Um, and I've never seen someone look more like a striker uh then eric sorga making his walk to his car i don't even i don't even recall him playing in that game but in terms of dressing the part uh if you're going to be yeah. a striker everyone else is coming out in winter gear and it was cold this was like a late season game people have hoodies on people have jackets on sorga came out in like a hot pink hoodie and like shorts still um it was wild good it's I've, the
0: estonian coming out it's big, wonderful
2: big fan of the aesthetic
0: next up paul areola 20 appearances 19 starts go uh thirteen sixty-five <laughs> minutes six goals why are you four still talking for the dp because i need to provide context to the listeners ben obviously we're giving paul cake right it's the board cake 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 all right yeah goat. easy goat
2: pretty clear why uh, we've talked about it
0: no more loans to swansea uh, not
2: a, a big old fox to swansea as a, like a yeah, <laughs> not not like a, the residents of Swansea, but just the club, a yes. fox and no no loans, just foxes. I feel like
0: foxes are more likely to injure or kill or eat a swan than a goat, so that might actually well, be... swans
2: are swans are pretty big and dangerous though. This is yeah, getting into a win in a fight adam, between the swan adam, and a adam fox. and them, so... foxes. Not... Are crafty. Adam, and if you want to keep us remember... on track, I would say you need to get us away from a swan versus fox who would win in a fight because that's like six I hours mean... of content.
1: Do you do not remember I was pecked on the head by a swan when I was a child?
0: I, I mean, I wasn't pecked on a head.
1: But I a was. Swan a child. It I,
0: came I up to me and memories. went like, bah! I mean, did you deserve it?
1: I mean, Yeah. <laughs>
0: next up Stephen Burnbaum, team captain tw- 21 appearances 18 starts 1600 minutes two goals and an assist uh helped stabilize that back line late in the season um and he got back from his own injuries there's a lo- lot of injuries here like these Too United many. minutes we, yeah, we uh, talked about are much this there were, more than,
1: in, there were more injuries this year than last year
2: yeah uh, I want to credit, so Pablo Maurer, uh using that raw number, actually reached out to a statistician in an article and mentioned that DC had more man games lost to injury than any team in MLS in the last 15 years. And that, that was just like, that's the pool of data that's available. Um, so yeah, when we're talking about too many injuries, we're talking about literally historic, historic. levels of injuries.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Stephen Birnbaum, we want back. We want healthy. Um, we he's want flying fly through the this air. Bumper. A long time. Uh, you want him
1: flying through the air like a a, a graceful fox,
0: or a swan, preferably oh, or not a winged goat. I'm just picturing a cake with wings now flying across gracefully across then, the sky. Last name playing. for for this episode: Giovanni Bolivar on loan. Um, no first team appearances in in actual competition, but with Loudon United, he had. 19 appearances, 14 starts, little under 1,300 minutes, six goals and an assist, second leading scorer uh, on the development side down there uh, behind Teddy Kudipietro. Um So Bolivar's loan is over. Uh, the question is whether he will be brought in like uh, Samake was to the, either the first team or back to Loudon on, on a loan or on a full transfer. But if you had your druthers, Ben, what do you say? Cake or death for Bolivar?
1: I slightly go Fox. I think, uh, I mean, if, if, I, and I mean, I defer to Rushton and, and Losada, of course, uh, since they've seen him in day in and day out. But, um, it, if he, if he didn't get called back up and, uh didn't do a- a- as well as as he didn't light uh usl on fire. He did solidly, but he didn't light usl on fire. And being on loan uh would have to take an international spot. I think there's there's a lot going against him.
2: Yeah Ben Ben nailed it uh for an international spot I would have needed to see big-time USL performance and there were games where he looked close to, or at that level, he flirted with it, but it was always flashes. It was never a consistent thing. So I I think, um, you know, sometimes these loans are not, most of the time, frankly, these loans are not going to work out. And this seems like one where it's like, we got a good look at him. It just didn't quite work. Um, I I don't see it, especially at the cost of international spot, even with DC. I, I know people get anxious about international spots. DC has two coming back and none going out. Um, we're very close to having an actual the natural eight international spots with no <laughs> confusion so good news everyone um but you know dc currently with sama k signing today has at the moment 10 um that number is going to come down yordi reyna is about to be out of contract um we've talked about uh, Assad probably being on his way so that the, the when it all shakes out, it looks like they're going to have one international spot, but I feel like they would want more than one and you're going to want to do better than Bolivar uh, at this point in time. You need those need to be starters uh, for DC. And I don't think Bolivar is about to be that guy. So I say Fox.
0: Yeah. I think he was on the game day roster several times for, for the first team and never got into a game, which I think was telling Um, when there were, when they needed a body to make numbers, he was there, but Losada didn't seem to, to rate him enough to actually put him on the field. And he's not the only player who is in that situation this year. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's gotta be death. He's, you know, I'm sure he's got a bright career ahead of him. I just i am doubtful that it's going to be right here and right now. So uh, wish him well. And, you know, obviously for anyone that we, you know, had negative things to say, we would love to be proven wrong next year if they, they come back and, yeah
2: yeah do if, light the
0: world on fire
2: yeah like if you're fred briant and you hear this podcast and then come back and be awesome next year come on this podcast and tell us how wrong we were about yeah, please, giving you a fox exploded us yeah talk about how great goats are um we'll gladly spend a full hour uh enduring those taunts uh, i'll be comfortable with that i don't know about you guys yeah, but i'm i'm on yeah, board. yeah definitely 100 percent
0: yeah please please do like we're we're rooting for every one of these guys um it's just sometimes we got to say what we got to say to to make a podcast. Anyway, that does it for this episode of the podcast. Find us at blackandredunited.com. If you want to support us financially, you can do that at patreon.com slash filibuster. Uh, Next season, when the, the games come a little bit more regularly and on a reasonable schedule, we will have, I think, two episodes most weeks and our Patreon supporters will get early access to... Uh, the second episode every week Um, find us on twitter at filibuster dcu for the podcast at black and red you for the website we also have personal twitter accounts since jason and ben yelled at me when i was absent Um, you can find jason at jason dc soccer ben is at bromley soccer is that right and i am at the underscore amt send your emails to filibusterpodcast at gmail.com Download, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Mostly tell a friend about the show. In fact, when you're yelling at your family over Thanksgiving dinner this week, yell at them about listening to this podcast. That is what I want. That is your homework assignment uh, for, for this week yell at a family member do it in an aggressive way that is not at all needed no but no no don't do that don't do that don't cause strife but do tell a family member or friend about the podcast for jason and ben before i give any more bad advice i'm adam we'll talk to you again real soon say goodbye goodbye, jason
2: the washington spirit won the nw's all championship
0: hell yeah
1: hell yeah